Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent, is with us. So, we have mentioned this already this week, the latest VHI price rise. Are you surprised that this is the third one in a year? Yeah, Matt, this was really unexpected because it's a pretty savage increase. It's a 7% and they had a 7% increase just last October. And then last March, there was a 4.8%. So you put all this together and these are averages. You're talking about way ahead of the rate of inflation. Way ahead. And remember, like, you know, that's average. Some of these these plans are going to go up um, way way more than 7% this time. Um, But if cumulatively you're talking about 19% here, families on a standard plan, 500 to 600 euros extra, you know, take take an older couple. They tend to stay on the same old plan. They're on the old Plan B options. It's now called Help Plus Extra. A couple, an elderly couple on that plan, they're looking at nine hundred euros extra in if they stay on that plan. So th- these are really, really bad, Matt. And it gets worse. I mean, they're actually reducing some of the benefits on those corporate plans. The corporate plans are good value. Everybody's entitled to one. They're marketed at companies, but you're all entitled to one. And the excesses on some of the plans as well. I mean, that's the amount you pay yourself before you make a claim. Some of those excesses are going up as well. So, you know, if the others start doing this as well, it, it sets a bad precedent. Well, sir, that's what's going to ask about the others. I mean, is there legitimate competition in the market that would say, well, if I don't like what VHI is doing for me, I'll go to Lea or, or Irish Life or who else? Yeah, but they're all, they all follow each other in lockstep. Like, we've had three Irish Life health increases. Uh, we know we're on our third one here in a year, in just over a year for VHI. Leia have had two. So the fear, you know what's going to happen here. It's inevitable. Leia now have covered go with a third increase. So, so it's all becoming extremely expensive. The only good thing is, Matt, there's so many plans out there, so many different options, particularly the ones with the obscure names, the, the corporate plans. So if you ring them up and say, look, at, I, can't ref- I can't afford to renew on this same plan. Have a family. These are the benefits that are important to me. You must have another plan there, including the corporate plans. And go through they, what you have. Will they give that to you? Or will they say, go off and do whatever you want to do? Are they prepared to lose you to a rival rather than give you a cheaper plan? No, they will give you a cheaper plan. They will go through the options with you and you get them to write it, send it, send it in a letter. They will try and retain you. But you understand it. I mean, this is thing. I mean, do you not need a former degree to understand the various pricings of the various products? Because there's so damn many of them. It's almost like you've been offered what they say is choice, but really is confusion. It's utter confusion. You know, it's often calls for a standard, bog standard plan across all of the different three players. You need not, never mind a degree, you need a PhD to understand it. It's mind-bogglingly complex. You know, and there's a, there's a comparison tool on the, the regulator's website, the HIA.ie website, Health Insurance Authority, HIA. Even that's hard to negotiate because you have to go through so many different, and look at all so many different options. Look, at, I find the best thing to do is to send people to the likes of Dermot Good of totalhealthcover.ie, 150 euros, and he'll go through the options for you and tell you, Look at in your circumstances. This is what's rec- this is what could be good. I think it's become one of those products you need advice on because it's so damn complex. And if there's benefits that are important to you, you know everybody is going to have different priorities about what they want. Some people might want a private room. Some people might have particular issues or, or you know that have pre-existing conditions. So it's a particular product. It's a difficult product, and it's not made easy by the companies. It isn't, and yet we have a two-tier health system. Is it worth it to people to have uh, to go to the 
private health insurer rather than taking their chances as is perceived in the public system? I think a lot of people are going to be asking that question themselves now, Matt, because given everything else that, that's so expensive at the moment, you know, can they can people keep affording to pay two, two and a half, three grand for a family for health insurance now with, with these sort of increases? So they'll be asking themselves, should they take the chance? Then what they may do is take the children off the, the plans because even though you can get good value plans for the kids, you know, you don't necessarily always get private treatments for kids. Um, and, and, and I think people will step down into much lower grade plans. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of low grade plans brought out there when, the, when there was penalties brought in for joining health insurance late. Uh, so people will ask themselves, is, is this worth it? It is, it's terribly unfair. There's nothing fair about this. You have two, two and a half million people with health insurance. You have other people, large numbers with medical cards, uh, you know, and you're paying through the nose for health insurance to get access and make sure you get quick access and and to get into maybe a private facility. It ain't fair and if people are complaining about it, I, you know, we've had a lot of promises about slant care but it, you know, it's very slow, slow paced coming in. Okay, let's talk about other things. Right. Uh, rural house prices rising at twice the rate of city homes. The median price now 331,000. Also related to that, we brought it up with Ian the other night. This at a time when Sherry Fitzgerald is saying there's never been a smaller number of homes available to purchase. We keep talking and emphasising new houses and the yeah. supply is up to 33,000 a year, albeit many of those are in the possession of the state or approved housing bodies or the institutional funds. But if you're looking to buy a house, a second-hand house to do work with it yourself or whatever. Very hard to find them. It is, Matt, yeah, particularly places like Sligo, Roscommon, Mayo, Kerry, Westmead. There were 650 new completions in those areas, in those combined areas in the last year. Most of the houses, 56, nearly 60% of the new housing is going in around Dublin and the commuter belt. So, you know, even though there's huge demand for housing due to remote working, According to the CSO, about a third of people worked at some form of remote working a day or a couple of days a week in 2022. And there's huge demand for people who want to move back to where they grew up and buy houses, but there's nothing available. There's no new bills and it's expensive and it's, 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 it's complicated to get the vacant home um, grants for, for, to, to re- refurbish an old home. So this is why you have rural houses increasing at about 9.5% uh, in the last, last year versus about 4.5% across urban areas, according to uh, GeoWalks. This is a data... Uh, yeah, but I wonder how, on the, the how difficult would it be to find a house even in those rural areas? I mean, you, another thing that has come up today, this report by Switcher.ie saying that Castlebar is the best place to live in terms of worth-like balance, and another Mayo town, Ballina, is in second place in the survey. But if you decided, geez, I'd like to live down there, I wonder how difficult would it be to actually find a place to buy? Very difficult, Pat. That's the thing. Very, very, very little stock. Tiny amounts of stock. And Sherry, Fitz, Sherry Fitzgerald, the big national estate agency, had a report out during the week saying very little available outside of Dublin in terms of buying. And you're right, Castlebar has emerged as one of the places, one of the best places to live in terms of work-life balance. Now, this is based on house prices, obviously. I mean, because, you know, the average price of Castlebar houses is about €224,000. Broadband availability, low crime rate, you know, 
shopping centres, that kind of thing, uh, leisure centres, schools. And Castlebar came out number one, followed by... All their shorts is winning in All-Ireland. L- L- Longford, yeah, exactly. Well, they may do it yet. <laughs> It'll happen someday. It's well overdue, isn't it? <laughs> um, look, personally, I'd go for Westport. It's a great town. But the problem is, Westport is a boom town. Very expensive housing in it. Uh, and, and again, very little bit, nothing hardly. So a big chunk of your family's moved down that area, hasn't big it? Big chunk of them. My mother's from Westport, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> My brother lives in Lewisburg, sister lives in Westport. But it's a dear place, you know, whereas Castlebar, a bit more affordable, but it has a lot of facilities, you know. Uh, and so, so for people who know Castlebar from Castlebar, it's a great option for them. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Matt. Try, try and find a new build, particularly, or even something decent that you want to do up that isn't going to be too expensive to do up. It's a difficult one. Okay, listeners want to know, would you find a job down in Mayo if you decided to move down there? Well, you know, Westport is a boom town, you know. Uh, there's plenty of industries in these little towns. You'd be surprised, you know. And there's also the option, which we've spoken about many times, about maybe continuing with your job in one of the cities and working from home. Well, I'm told that, the, I think it's 6.30 in the morning, the train that leaves Westport that would stop at uh, Castlebar and Clare Morris and places like that and go on and, you know, Athlone, etc. I'm told that train is is jammers, that very early train. And it's people coming up, maybe they need to come up for one or two days a week, but essentially they're working from home. There's those early morning trains from lots of these uh, more, you know, further outway places from Dublin. They're quite busy, apparently. You know, people are combining both working from home and coming into to this Dublin city a bit. Let's conclude, though, on a positive note, because there has been a report this week that suggests a big improvement in Irish consumer confidence. I think people are hoping against hope and they're expecting that this is going to be a much better year for people. There was, a, you know, the, the Credit Union Consumer Sentiment Survey. It had its largest monthly gain in more than three years in January. Now, that's on the basis of energy price cuts, which we've seen two rounds of uh, with expectations of more. Some talk about uh, grocery prices coming down now. A lot of people would dispute that. But there is evidence that that, that the rate of increase, at least, is not as strong as it was. So that doesn't mean the prices are falling. It just means they're not rising as fast as they were. So, you know, these are are kind of optimistic signs for people. We had some tax cuts in January, of course, and um, interest rates are possibly coming down. So people are more hopeful of a better, better year this year. Uh, You know, are they being too optimistic, you know, given what VHI are doing? I'm not sure. I think we could have a better year, hopefully. Uh, Oil prices, remember, are fairly steady. Petrol prices maybe gone up again a little bit, but they have been steady for the last three months. So these are all hopeful signs for people. Uh, that, 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 that this year we, we won't exactly get out of the financial c- constraints that we're in, but it could be an easier year financially for a lot of people. Hopefully. Charlie Weston, Personal Finance Editor of the Irish Independent. Thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word in Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.